All right, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I want to welcome my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Doing fine, Todd. It's great to be back um, on Sunday. We seem to be alternating between Sunday and Saturdays pretty regularly with our crazy schedules that we have, but yeah. uh, it's, it's good to be back. Well, I know you had a little bit of a medical emergency coming home. I hope you're doing okay now, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, it, sometimes that happens. We get sick, we're on the road, and then it's just like you don't want to get on an airplane. Yeah, it's it can be a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, so, yep. yeah, yeah. It's not the best thing to do is have something like that happen to you while you're uh, about to come back from a conference. <laughs> right. So um, without going into details, which we won't, um, for privacy situations. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, anyway, uh, everyone, welcome to uh, the new media show and. You have returned from the conclave. I know it sounds like such an odd name for a, a radio conference, doesn't it? I, yeah. But it's been around for, this was like the 42nd year of this uh, conference uh, in Minneapolis. Uh, and it's really kind of a small, it's, it's not a huge event, and that probably explains why you know, it's not well known, but it's, it's fairly well known in the radio industry. So if you're not from the radio industry, you probably wouldn't have heard of it before, but um, it's, it's just an event that's held that helps educate radio broadcasters about, uh, you know, new ways of doing things, um, which is always a good thing for them. And, and there was like, um, you know, two or 300 people there. And, and we just talked about the, the latest trends around what's happening with radio and, and they happen to have a podcasting panel there and they, they talked about the Amazon echo and they talked about, you know, in-car stuff, uh, you know, like um, the CarPlay and Android Auto and stuff like that and how those things are starting to deploy and roll out. So they're really trying to be cutting edge about the topics that they were covering at this event and and podcasting was one of them. And they, they had a good group of people there that were r really, really interested in learning more about it. Um, uh, so I had a good time at the event. Uh, it was in Minneapolis, um, which uh, I've, I'd never been to before. So it was a, it's a, it's a great, beautiful city. So had it had a terrific time. Uh, and, but I'm glad to be back too. Well, that's good. So tell me about your, your session, what, what happened and how was it received and did half the audience walk out and get a cocktail or what ended up happening during your session? Well, actually, the podcasting session was one of one of the more uh, well attended sessions um, at the conference, which was uh, it's an interesting change from I think Todd your experience with oftentimes with the podcasting sessions at at radio events. It it tends to be one of the sessions that people stay out in the hallway and uh, talk and not go into. But this this particular session, everybody was in there and everybody was really really interested. I think that a, a lot of people in the audience and we, we asked the audience, you know, how many of you were currently podcasting? And, uh, it was a pretty small group of hands that, that went up. Um, so there's still a lot of radio out there that is just not fully on board with it. Um, though I think that they're starting to, there's kind of two sides to this. And I, I was going to, I was going to get an article over to, um, there were Radio Inc. magazine folks about this stuff too, but um, there seems to be a, a feeling that that uh, they the radio f folks in the radio industry 
still feel like they they're a dominant player and they they are if you look at the numbers today they're they're reaching 93% of the US population which is actually more than television believe it or not um but there's other research that 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 shows that those that begin listening to podcasts um listen to less radio uh, so the the movement towards people listening to podcasts uh, will, over time, erode the radio's listening audience. It's just that it's happening slowly. Um, and I think that we haven't seen the full impacts of the changes that are coming to the car, too, which is the majority of where people are listening to radio today. Um, so I think that there's a little bit of a recognition, but a little bit of denial um, um, that they need to make a change. Uh, and that's we mainly just talked about on, on the panel session itself, just, uh, just basic concepts, uh, you know, how big's the market, where it's going, um, um, what's the typical, you know, format that, that, that works in, in radio. We didn't really have enough time because they actually shaved off 10 minutes off of our panel because oh. they were running late. So, so we didn't even get to a, you know, a question and answer time frame, or, um, you know, to, to help address anybody's, um, uh, topics, but the other folks on the panel with me were kind of more radio people than they were podcasters, but they were both doing podcasts. Um, so it was kind of a, a little bit of a different, um, perspective than typically when I'm on a podcasting panel, you know, most of the people on the stage are, are pure podcasters, um, or they're behind podcasting networks. I wasn't really in a, in an environment or a session that was, um, that, that, that had a lot of, uh, what I would call kind of podcasting background or, 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 or experience or knowledge of the industry itself. Um, so it was really, um, I was a little bit kind of, kind of a lone soldier there because nobody else there was really directly involved in, um, too much podcasting. So, so I do kind of like going go to those type of conferences because it, it definitely puts, puts a, a different mindset on me about where we are on that side, because I do feel like the, the radio industry can bring a lot to podcasting if they, if they can, um, embrace it and understand it, uh, and get, get really behind it. Um, but I don't know that that's necessarily happening in a significantly large degree yet. Um, but I do feel like there's an openness to it now that maybe really hasn't really been there that much over the last couple of years. I don't know, Todd, does that, consistent with what you're seeing too? Well, you know, we've got, I've seen some radio groups go both ways. I've seen them start with big efforts, then, you know, recently even shrink down a little bit. And then, uh, you know, they're trying to find, uh, find their battle rhythm, I guess, for a better word. Um, and, and I think we're, you know, they're going to have to experiment just like everyone else is. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure what they're looking at is, they're probably looking at the numbers and they're yeah. going to look at these shows and they're going to realize they have, uh, they have their hands full. So I, yeah. I don't know, you know, it's, it's tough. You know, I, I don't know that every radio station in the country is going to be a successful podcasting network or show creator. And that's, I think that's one of the challenges. And I, you know, I didn't really have time to go into this detail, but it, it really gets back to talent. Um, and I think that's what radio has been focused on for a while is grooming talent. But one of the things that they've, they definitely talked about a lot there was grooming younger talent. They, they kept talking about, um, 
trying to get more millennials involved in their radio stations. Um, and, and having millennials making decisions and choices at, at the radio station, which I was a little surprised because I hadn't really heard that discussion, but it was definitely brought up, um, quite a bit at the event. I, I don't know how embraced that is, but there were a lot of younger people at this event. So, but I do think that that could be part of, um, the solution for radio is to get younger people involved because then, then the content maybe starts to shift towards content that maybe, you know, you know, a little bit more diverse and actually, um, there was an article that came out in pod to pod, which I, I definitely want to talk about a little bit, Todd, uh, about the diversity of podcasting versus radio. Yeah. Um, and, and I think this is, this is a big part of the change that needs to happen, um, you know, with radio for them to be able to tap into where people are today. Um, and start having an impact on the culture like like radio has had in the past. Because um, from what I saw at the conference, the conference wasn't tremendously diverse. Um, that a lot of a lot of white guys, <laughs> which is not unlike podcasting when podcasting started. When we too. started, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, it isn't like some. I'm I'm pointing fingers at anybody. This you know, the whole white guy syndrome is is a common issue in in this um in both spaces though i would say that that's changing now i don't know what your thought on this i know we've talked about this well you know having lived in hawaii now for 20 years you know i I don't know i i'm not exposed as much to the white guy syndrome here (laughs) you know because it's a you know we're very diverse here and uh um i think that if you look at uh you know, the podcasting space, it, we definitely started pretty, you know, pretty white in the beginning. But I think now, you know, if you go to, you know, if you look, if we, you know, we should do a, as when we're in podcast movement, Rob, we should really keep an eye out and just kind of see, mm-hmm. you know, if we can tell where, where the space is headed. But, you know, the, at least the last podcast movement was almost 50-50 men and women. And then there was you know, every walks of life and every culture and every, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, we had, uh, black, white, Asian, the whole nine yards. So I'm, mm-hmm. I think that, uh, because guess what? There are, and here's, here's the beauty that we have to continue to remind ourselves. It should be because the barrier to entry is almost nothing. Yeah. You know, there's no one to say or no one to discriminate or no one to, you know, not give a chance or it doesn't matter. You know, you can be, uh, it, it doesn't matter. You can almost now, you know, podcast from your phone almost. So, yeah. you know, there's, there's no reason for the space not to be diverse. Matter of fact, we should be the most diverse media creator space beyond YouTube. Um, yeah. yeah, I would say even even more diverse than even YouTube, uh, just because of the ease and the the low low cost. I mean, at least I mean I mean with YouTube, you have to at least have a decent video camera and and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But 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 even that's um, free, and I mean podcasting can cost you some money. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, there's nothing to stop this from being an exact reflection of the demographics no. um, that right. exist today. Yeah. And, you know, and I think the thing is what really, you know, goes back to a conversation I had with a 
cable executive, well, really not a conversation, it was a question I asked during a conference, and, you know, it was almost like this smirk of, like, you want to be, a, you want to get a cable channel? <laughs> you know, young lad, let me school you, you know, and, and, uh, and I was just like, you know, double middle finger to him, because, you know, forget it, I'm, I hit my own channel. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, no millions of dollars, not asking permission, and, you know, all the stuff that goes with that, you mm-hmm. know, so we have to thank, you know, YouTube and Facebook and all these other platforms for leveling the playing field and allowing, you know, because, you know, let's be honest, we're doing a live show right now, but when the live show wraps up, I, you know, I package this up and put it out as a podcast. So I get to do both. I get the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might be an audience of one watching live. <laughs> You know, it depends on, on Sunday on our not normal time. Right. You know, yeah. Um, which yeah. actually it isn't. We've got, a, we've got uh half dozen, 10, almost a dozen between the two streams. So, you know, I'm not going to complain about that on a Sunday. So, um, no. but I, I don't know. I think that um, what your experience there at the conclave though shows that people are number one starting to listen but i don't think you know i think they can do what they want i think they can try to bring millennials into the fold but Mm -hmm. if i was a talented young millennial why okay so maybe i'm going to go to me you know there's only so many big name syndicators and they typically don't pay jocks that much money so, you know, I, if I was a young millennial, I would be multifaceted. I would be radio. I'd be the internet. I'd have everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, head, because, you know, they cannot count on his, that generation being hardcore radio fans when they're 40. Yeah. Because. Well, and I think that the wise uh, re- recommendation on this is to actually start out podcasting. Build your skills, build a following, and then if you want to get into radio, then you you have a much better position to negotiate with that radio side. But keep podcasting because that's going to be your foundation. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the that's the recommendation is just get going with a podcast first because nobody's going to tell you what you're going to what you can do and what you can't do and what time your show is going to air or anything like that. You can make all that choice yourself. Do it now. Can Don't you, wait. Build build your skills. Build your following. Build your audience. If you want to go big time on syndication, that's the way to get started. Now, I think. Can you imagine if we'd have been a syndicated live show and we were having technical difficulties this morning and we were twenty minutes late coming up on a national syndicator? Someone would be like screaming in our ear. You know, yeah. we we'd have you been can't do that. No, you know, but uh, you know we're sitting here and if we have a small issue you know i said i'm going to reboot the machine we'll see where see what happens and it you know it fixed it and yeah we were up and running but uh you know if yeah. it yeah. live comes with a lot of risks yeah um i've i've done a lot of live over the years and um it doesn't always work and that's but if if you're on a broadcast signal or you're on the xm radio network um you know things have to work yeah, you know, yeah, a guy that that a lot of people in this podcast space know well, um, uh, that does a lot of live is Leo Laporte. Yeah, you know, he's he's on he's live on I don't know 
couple hundred radio stations every Saturday and Sunday. And if you don't think uh, that doesn't help his podcast audience, then you're smoking crack, you know. I mean, oh, it, it helps him a lot. <laughs> it helps him a lot. Yeah, you know. Without that, He's, would Leo be as successful as he is? Though I think he, he reaches a little bit of a different listener, I think, on the radio, though. I think he, I think he tends to reach um, more kind of uh, newbie listeners, people that are just coming and going on the radio dial. Uh, I mean, and that's one of the big things about what's different about podcasting to radio. And I'm not sure that, that the radio industry really fully embraces those differences and really comprehends them. I think they, they think audio and they think radio, um, they don't think audio is a digital medium. Uh, and I keep trying to talk about that at these conferences is that a radio needs to start thinking about their productions, uh, as digital productions first. Um, and figuring out a way to format them to, to work in digital and on the radio, not create radio and then force it into the digital. Um, I think that there's a format for that. And I know a lot, a lot of people were interested in dynamic ad insertion too at the conference um, and what's happening with that. And, and radio can probably tap into that. And I talked to uh, a, a person at the conference that was working on um, – you know, a software automation tool. It's called V Creative uh, that basically traffics um, um, host reads to radio stations. Um, so, Todd, you know, as we were talking about, you know, in the past, and I know you have a software solution that kind of does a similar thing um, that traffics campaigns to large numbers of podcasts. Well, there's a software provider out there that I met, talked to that traffics um, host read um, campaigns to radio stations. Um, very similar type of, you know, hundreds of radio stations, Wow. very similar type of, um, problem that's trying to be solved with software of uh, being able to traffic, um, ad campaigns and get the, get the numbers back and get the, get scripts out and those kind of things and get the audio recording done by, by the hosts and pumped up into the system. Um, very similar type of. Um, problem and solution that that the radio is looking at as well. It's, I, I thought it was fascinating. So I I spent a lot of time talking to them, uh, and and they are thinking about podcasting as well, which I thought was really interesting. Um, so we'll have to talk about that more, or maybe even have them on the show at some point. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, one thing that we've you know I had a a client call me midweek last week, and you know he was uh, you know he's got a fair volume of shows and he's like man i just we, we need injection i, I need it I, I need it i'm like oh okay let's look and let's look at your stuff and um mm-hmm. so we loaded and i you know and i had not looked at their data so we were in a go-to-meeting session and loaded up his stats and we went through oh a half dozen of his shows and mm-hmm. the very first thing i did was load um like uh, you know, an episode that maybe was done a week ago and we load the trending line and I, and I, we went through, you know, one after another, the, uh, the episodes and, and, and I really was, I didn't plan on proving a point, but just, you know, really with 10 minutes in, into the go to meeting session the, he fully understood that this cost that he was looking at bringing on a, a provider to do ad injection, which was going to cost him a significant amount of money each month, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, he looked at the, you know, we looked at their trend line and he's like, I really don't need injection, do I? I'm like, <laughs> no. I said, I said, unless you have a vendor or an advertiser that wants the advertising ripped out after the campaign is over i -hmm. said uh there's really need no need for injection but but to be honest with you most of the advertisers are when you tell them you're going to leave the ad in are like whoa that awesome but little do they realize but it was you know the typical you know well it was like this you know this was the you know this am i showing that right for the audience but you know it was basically this huge spike and then you know 96 hours he's got a flat line so um yeah yeah you know and really just talking someone off the ledge sometimes to walk some away from injection now i understand why some yeah. folks want injection maybe they're going to be running you know if the inventory is high enough where you've got 10 different ads and you can target you yeah. know each target one to- to a different to regions list. or cities or whatever, there's some advantages right. to dynamic. But yeah. but the ads aren't there yet. You know, they're we're not running very much regional. I get very few requests for regional runs. So yeah, yeah, I think that the the ones that I've been involved in back when I worked at Podcast One were were ones that were kind of regional uh, retail chains. You know, like um, the AutoZone or or um, certain um, advertisers. That typically advertise because they they have stores in a particular region of the country, um, and they'll want to target um, those radio messages. And they're really just radio messages that are being delivered through podcasting technology and dynamic ad insertion. Um, and those are you know or a Home Home Depot ad. So let's say a Home Depot wanted to run a campaign that was different in right. the southeast yeah. versus northeast. They could they could target all the podcasts that they would want to run with that that uh, that promotion but they also didn't want to have those ads persist beyond a certain date uh and that was always the the challenge because once the episode is downloaded it's gone it could be played you know a week from now two weeks from now granted not very much that probably wouldn't happen very often um but nonetheless that was a risk that they 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 felt and they were kind of uncomfortable with that yeah Uh, so that's that's one of the one of the advantages and the whole thing too, like you were talking about, is that most podcasts and I would think most radio um, has probably a very short attention span. I mean, people are gonna it, it's disposable content most of the time on the radio side. I would think. You know, I had a fan of my regular tech show went back to you know way way back to episode one, and he's working his way through, and I'm just like, I love you for doing it, but whoa. You know, I don't know if I'd want to listen to my older episodes, you know. It's, it's like, uh, it's like listening to about the, you know, the, 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 uh, TRS 80. <laughs> it's old news is what it is, yeah, right? It's old news, right, right. Yeah, because you cover current, current news yeah. and current events. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's kind of, kind of what I did with my old radio show too. I was covering current stuff that was happening, though it can be interesting to go back and listen to it. It's almost like traveling back in time, yeah. but, yeah. um, and to actually, some degree, but that's yeah. what that's what Coast to Coast does. They run on the weekends back in time with Art Bell. <laughs> yeah, it's just a way to replay episodes. You know the truth. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, I had to laugh though because I was picking my son up yesterday. He'd been camping and uh, it was on. I know I had some radio station on. It was a AM station, and the uh, 
they were playing a 2001 episode of Coast to Coast back in time with Art Bell. Now, Art doesn't even, he's not on the radio anymore at all. You know, yeah. it's George Norrie now. So it was kind of, you know, I love, I used to love Art Bell. I mean, well, I still do. He's one of the best. If, 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 if I could do what Art Bell did in the science and paranormal and UFO and do that, that would be my dream show to do, just like he used to do. And he'd have, have every whack job in the country on. And it, it, it was just something new every night. And uh, um, this guy was a legend. And, you know, he, he basically, and I don't, don't ever fully understand why he quit doing radio. Maybe he got to the point he wanted to retire. I don't know. But um, George Norrie is not, no Art Bell. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. You can't. You can't really replace the original, right? They, they, they've tried, and, and George Norrie's done a good job, but he's, he's just a different personality, you know? He doesn't have that yeah. same rhythm yeah. and cadence, and, you know, so I, I, would, I would have a hard time because, you know, it's sometimes these guys do these paranormal shows, and they're agreeing with them just like they believe them, and I'd be like, well, and you almost have to buy in lock, stock, and barrel to do a show like that, so... But anyway, I digress here. I've gotten this off track. So the anyway, going back to the conclave, any other interesting individuals? Oh, um, hmm, trying to think. Uh, I don't know if I would say interesting individuals per se. I, I was, I mean, they're all you know really interesting and nice people, and them, I mean, a lot of them have been involved in radio for a very long time, um, and you know they. It's a very, like I say, it's a very close knit community. Yeah, um, very club. -like. Everybody knows each other. Mm -hmm. um, they've been around for a long time. I mean, it's this whole thing. You know, if I, I you know, everybody knows Westwood One. Um, you know, and it's just like everybody knows or have heard about you know um, Norm Pattis, and it's just like you know, it's this whole um, community that's um, knows of each other and knows you know knows. Everybody, you know, it's like every kind of radio conference that I ever go to, it's like, you know, the fact that I worked at Podcast One is always, you know, makes me part of the club somewhat, you know, <laughs> and it's like, you know, I don't really whereas feel I'm like the, I'm, Whereas I'm the odd guy out, I always feel yeah. like I'm lost. Yeah, and it's like I don't, I don't really feel like I'm part of the club, but, but they all think I am because I used to work for Norm, so. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. You lived with so. Norm and survived. <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny it's funny when i say make a comment like that with what what the reaction is that i get from um a lot of people it's like mm, yeah <laughs> they don't want to say too much but no like, they don't uh, they've heard um rumors and things too over the years yeah yeah so the um speaking of norm and podcast one uh Adam Carolla is going to do a six-part podcast training series. And I, I'm assuming he's going to do it as a podcast, but uh, he's going to have a teach you. He's going to teach podcasters how to podcast. So I think this is going to be a pretty interesting um, yeah. series. I, I, I will probably listen. You know, Adam, you know, has definitely got a different perspective based. You know, he, first of all, you know, he's a celebrity. And, oh, yeah. uh, he's had, you know, uh, he's got a huge following young and old and most folks that are older are having a hard time, uh, 
bringing in younger audience members because they just can't relate. But Adam seemed to have continued to, you know, well, it's his humor. It's his dry humor. Right. That's that brings, brings people to the table for him. So, uh, he's going to do a six part series and, uh, he's gonna, I'm sure Norm will be on one of these. Um, but, uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see when this comes out. Oh, what's it? It's, it's going to be, oh, this is interesting. It's going to be the Irvine Improv, 10 a.m. on Saturday, August 5th. Admission is $75 for general, 150 for VIP. So I don't know if he's going to do it live. Mm. Huh. Well, he's going to have six hours for you to hang out with him. So if you're on the West Coast and you want to go hang out with Adam Carolla, and if you are in or close to Irvine, uh, again, uh, and it's, uh, I'll have the link up on the website, but it's on the OC register website. So he's going to do it down there, well, obviously Orange County, but, uh, hmm. Yes. Well, I see they've, they've been doing some updating to their website and I went to podcast1.com just to look and see what they're doing. I haven't been over there in months. Yeah. There was a, a decent article done by Chris Ward over at uh, com on a Podcasting 101, uh, specifically mm-hmm. for Mac users. And mm-hmm. uh, he goes into, he goes pretty deep. Um, and actually, he's, he's there's some settings here that I have never seen before in uh, in 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 Mac. So I'm definitely going to be looking at uh, this a little deeper, but... Uh, um, he's got, uh, he uses Adobe edition as the recording software. And then he talks about audio hijack pro, which has gotten, I remember when audio hijack used to be a very simple program. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, Whoa, very complicated. And, uh, but, uh, he doesn't, re- he doesn't uh, recommend any of our services. So I won't tell you which services he recommends, but, um, he recommends one on there that uh, I wouldn't necessarily have on the list right now. But anyway, pretty good article on Podcasting 101 by Chris Ward. You said you want to talk about so is, is there a link to that somewhere? Yeah, I'll have to. It's, it, I've got this stuff off of either the podcasternews.com website or pod2pod.com. So, as a matter of fact, the pod to pod uh, actually texted the pod to pod guys this morning because it looked like this website was a little behind and if you're a podcaster you really want to be inside their slack channel because the they have a they're using a service called zapier z-a-p-i-e-r and it's basically culling the the airways of some sort to be able to find podcasting articles and it auto posts to their Website. So if you want to stay abreast of basically any type of podcasting article, it's, it uh, pulls it in and, and drops it in. So um, you want to be in the Slack channel, and that runs ahead of the, of the website. So I think they're trying to get some of that so that the website stays as current as, as the Slack channel. And I was yeah. just asking what, what the story was. So uh, with uh, Matthew having uh, twins here, he's been a little busy. And, uh, and Joe's been, you know, I think regular life is, uh, 
uh, you know, keeping him busy. So they're trying to make sure the website stays up to date over there at pod to pod. Yeah. I mean, it's a great, uh, resource. Those guys have done a great job. Yeah. So this, um, this article, this, uh, podcast one ones on call of Mac.com. And then again, the other one for, uh, Corolla was on, uh, was on the ocregister.com website. If you search for it, you'll find it. OC register. Yeah, ocregister.com is the the website. But I tell you, one one place has gotten more press. These guys, they have, uh, they they definitely people love them, and it's these folks that uh, the PRX folks that has this podcast garage in Allison, Mass. And uh, mm-hmm. they have gotten more press on this workspace than anyone I've ever seen from a single group. It's just like every week there's something new about this. But I'm looking at this article about this podcast garage and what they've done. They've set up a co-working space. You pay a membership to come in and be able to use the studio. Um, but uh, they don't talk about that many shows out of this, four or five maybe that are being produced out of there so um the list of programs included storytelling showcase maker mingle and live shows such as overdue and unfriendly black hotties as well as orientation to podcasting workshops so you know for all the press they've gotten and it just to me i'm like is that it so Hmm. maybe there's more uh programs coming out of there but the article definitely didn't uh didn't talk about it so i don't i don't know i just i guess hanging out with a bunch of podcasters at a uh, i guess they have more than that let me look they've got about well on the website they've got 30 oh no no they've only got one yeah they they don't have that many shows being produced out of this thing so Maybe they're trying to build up, uh, you know, build up a uh, buzz on it to get more people to uh, to get over and use it. So mm-hmm. sometimes that can be the the deal too. If someone's getting a lot of press; it's because they're they're not doing so well. <laughs> there's there's positive press and then there's negative press, or, right? or positive press to spin to build positive press. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But uh, that was something I saw that uh, was making a rounds as well. So, Rob, what, uh, and did you want to talk any more about this diversity piece um, that you had, you know, basically you'd saw something on Pod to Pod about diversity in podcasting and then comparing it to the Conclave? Well, yeah, I just, I mean, there's, I, I guess it's pretty self explanatory, but. Um, of what we're talking about here. It just feels like we're, we're definitely making some significant progress on that front in the podcasting area over the last few years. And it's, it it goes beyond just women. I think women are definitely a significant entry into the podcasting market right now. I think that they're much more influential than I think a lot of people give them credit for, um, as far as with the popular shows. Right. Um, uh, I just, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that, that growth and their, their influence 
uh, accelerates. Um, and then the whole diversity side gets into other, other, um, you know, races and those kind of things. Um, I think that can only get, um, get stronger as well. And I, I believe it is getting that way. I think at podcast movement, we're going to see, um, a lot of diversity at this, this coming event, even, even more than what we saw, I think at even last year's event. Well, it, it's so. good. It's good that it is. And the diversity of content is good too. So, it well, brings... yeah. It, yeah. I think that they, they go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, if you have a very diverse group creating content, it's going to be a very diverse group of content um, <laughs> that, that comes out of that, yeah. I would think, right? Right, And right. I think we've already seen that happen. Yeah. Um, if I look at a lot of the shows that are coming out of the African-American community, um, out of um, whatever um, kind of racial group out there, um, the content is is compelling. It's interesting. It's um, breaking norms. It's it's carving into different cultures that are that are expanding the the audience for podcasting, which um, which is really interesting. And it it does kind of give a little bit of glimpse because radio has has done that to some degree. Um, but what if this gets fully developed? I mean, is it possible? You think that podcasting and on demand. Um, ultimately will be larger, um, than, than radio, um, just because of it. And one of the other things that was talked about at the conclave too, is the impact of autonomous cars, um, on podcasting. And I think that their, their consensus was, is that it's going to be great for radio. I'm, I'm not so sure that it's going to be that great no, for radio. No, I don't um, think so. I, th- I think it'll be better for YouTube than it'll be for... Uh... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it'll be better for video and people doing work in the car uh, while they're going to work. Um, I think there's going to be... That's going to be where um, people are going to do calls and they're going to do um, start working. People are... In if, if, the, the, if the cars become truly autonomous... Yeah. I'm going to use it to sleep. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a while before I'm I, I'm going to trust it enough right. to be able to sleep though. That's right. the that's the reality of it. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, you know, it's true. Probably it won't get fully. Rob, it's going to be fully autonomous about the time you and I should no longer have driver's licenses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If we make I still it, won't trust it. Yeah. If we make it that far, well, I'm going to yeah. tell you, it's uh, you know, it's 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 really not that far off, to be honest with you. But uh, it, a lot of the car, car manufacturers have the technology today. It's it's more about acceptance of the technology and the legality of it. Right? Yeah, they they, they still have some bugs to work out, uh, you know. But it, we'll we'll see what happens. The 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 unknown factors are the people walking into the street. Do you hit the street or do you hit the wall? You know, that's the, <laughs> that's the dilemma. Do you, do you take out the people that have crossed into the crosswalk or do you take out the driver? Um, you know, so those are going to be some interesting things we're going to have to deal with at some point. So, mm-hmm. all right. The, um, you know, as far as, uh, the, planning here we're we're podcast movement is uh like you know it's just a few weeks away and uh, yeah. i know about we went through and you know we, we've got 
t-shirts on order and our, where all our stuff is going to the printer. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, you and I are, you know, we're just kind of like, we're going to wake up here in a few weeks and say, doggone, we need to get on an airplane and go. So it's, yeah. it's right around the corner. Yeah. I know f- first thing on Monday, I'm, I'm ordering flyers and ordering my banner stands and cause they have to get shipped down there. Yeah. Pretty, pretty quick here. So, um, so that's going to get taken care of right away. First thing tomorrow. So I think that, so. um, you know, we're, we've got a couple of shows before that. And, and I think next week we're going to try to have uh, Kathy Doyle on from McMillan, which is part of the quick and dirty. They, they're the ones that I don't know if they own it or I don't know how that relationship is, but anyway, the quick and dirty tip network mm-hmm. is, yeah, uh, it's owned by them. It's is, owned yeah, by them. Owned and managed yeah. by, yeah, like McMillan's program, Kathy Doyle, and they're hiring. So uh, yeah. we'll see if they found anybody when she, when she's on. Hopefully, we get her on next uh, next week. And I'm sure we'll hear all about what's going on with Mignon Fogarty. Who's, yeah, of course. I guess uh, she was a a professor at a university teaching, and I guess she has resigned from that and put all of her energies back into the quick and dirty tips again. So it'll be interesting. She's also going to be on our on our um, state of podcasting panel at Podcast Movement too. So. Yeah. That so it should be, it should be an interesting state of podcasting panel because we've got uh, it's an interesting mix this year. <laughs> yes, yes, um, yeah. I'm going to be pulling that that call that planning call together here probably probably this next week so we can start putting our stuff together. Yeah, and I, I've been in my head. I've been working for like the last three weeks. This is how I do my presentations. I for I think through my presentation in my head and then I sit down and blast the slides together it's kind of weird it's a different process but uh you know you right so what do you think is going to be the hot um topic at podcast movement this year there's really no controversy going on right now uh i don't know you think soundcloud dynamic ad insertion um i think soundcloud will be a topic um, I don't necessarily, I'm sure it's going to be a topic for all of us that are vendors. Probably the echo smart speakers. Mm, maybe, maybe, maybe I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's, uh, you know, making folks, uh, you know, they've got a pretty diverse lineup of content this year. So I guess it also depends on what the keynoters have to say, you know, what they're, what topics they're bringing up or bringing to the table. Um, and I know that the Jacobs media folks are, are going to have a full, um, lineup that they're going to have their whole, a, a separate track just for radio people yeah. at the event. Yeah. I'm not involved in any of those sessions. Are you? Mm-mm. Yeah. That's, it's all being kind of, kind of run by Seth. Yeah. Who was the, the moderator of my panel at uh, the Conclave. Right. Seth, our wrestler. From yeah. The Jacobs Media Group. Did he did he uh, happen to say what he's got lined up as he talked about? I haven't even looked at their session lineup, so I should. No, I didn't really talk to him about it too much about his his lineup there. I know that the the Jacobs brothers are going to be there, you know. Um, so it'll be. And this will be the be, first first year that the you know they've tried to plan accordingly for vendor growth. So we're going to it's going to be interesting this year how traffic is because the Exhibit area is separated from the, and that usually ends, that's usually spells doom. 
Um, they, they're trying to route traffic through us to get to the a portion of the venue where they're trying to get people to go to. But I, I don't know. People congregate in the hallways, and um, I don't think tra- I don't think traffic is going to be as good this year uh, through the exhibitor area, which concerns me. But you know, that's I'm a business owner speaking here, not an attendee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is more the normal situation when you start getting into larger events. They they have to put them in a separate room because you can't stuff that many exhibitors yeah. into yeah. the hallway. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think when the event was small or smaller, yeah. you could get away with that. Yeah. And it also depends on the venue, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If the venue has a big open area um, that could be used like that. One thing you ought to do, Rob, is look at the... Uh the vendor map and see who we're close to. It's very entertaining. What do you mean? <laughs> who the vendors are right and left of us, of me. Oh, oh, of your booth? Yeah. <laughs> who are they? Well, I'll just let you do your own homework there, but, uh, it, it, it's, it's very, it, it's, it's very funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't even know if they have a public map out on it. I, yeah, I don't think they do yet. I don't think yeah, they have I don't a map. Think, I don't think they, if they do, let me let me see if I can go to their website and see if I can find it. But uh, I was like, oh, oh, please shoot me now. <laughs> um, let's see here. Can I find it? Uh, they really should. Now, you know, that's something that we're going to have to ask Dan about. You guys need to get a... Uh, something on there that is showing the yeah i'm looking i don't see anything about participating i see the sponsor list but i don't see the uh they call them organizations represented so they had a list of of people that were I don't know if they called out specifically exhibitors i think yeah they, they don't have an exhibitor you know they don't have a map of the exhibitors on the on the website, which so, they probably should have that. Yeah, that's something that I maybe I'll just they probably you know haven't thought about it up to this point. But uh, well, they haven't had to really worry about it much up till now. Oh, I think so. There's the exhibitor says partners. Maybe they do have. Um. Yeah, they don't have a map. Oh wait, wait a minute. Expo okay. floor map coming soon. It's not up yet. Okay, they do have a, a drop-down link yeah, that goes they do. They do. to exhibitors. Yep. So let's talk about who's going to be there. Audioboom, Blue Microphones, Authentic, Blueberry, Libsyn, Podbean, Adobe, Advisor, Advi, Advertise Cast, Aweber, Hiddenberg, Podcast Launchpad, Podcasters Toolbox, Tazcam, WordPress.com, Book Launchers, BSW, Bumpers, Buzzsprout, CastBox, CastPlus, Detour, FinCon, FreshBooks, HostGator, Interview Connections, Interview Valley, uh, Jack Apps, My Podcast Reviews, Auto Radio, Podcast Guest, Podcast Websites, Podcasters Paradise, Podfly, Pod to Pod, Podcast Solutions, ProPod Podcasting Services, Radio Republic, Samson, Sennheiser, Sure, Simple Podcast Press, Sound Devices, Spreaker, Squadcast, T Public. Uh, someone with no name, uh, the Talent Squad, True Native Media, Wondery, and Zencaster. 
Mm-hmm. So, which of those two vendors do you think is next to me? Podcasters Paradise. <laughs> and one other. Um, podcast uh, websites. Podcast websites? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Todd, 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 you're going to break up their continuity. <laughs> okay, whatever. I'm on a corner, so there can't be something, you know, they can't, I, at least I have like a, uh, you know, an airspace there next to me. I, you know, whatever is this way is that way, but it's, it is kind of funny. Um, yeah, it, is. it is, I, it is very ironic. Um, a little internal joking here going on. So, yes, yes. <laughs> oh. So, uh, please call to Anaheim Convention Center. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting how the, there's been, um, a couple of companies that have popped up doing the, 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 the podcast guest booking services. Yeah. So many actually, interview shows. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 and it basically takes the job away from the, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what I would feel about a company calling me some, you know, booking service. And, you know, if, if, if someone wants to interview me, they should take the time to personally drop me an email or call me, you know? Um, well, the, what these guys do is they'll actually take a expert and they will find podcasts to place them on. Oh, uh, okay. So it's it's typically it typically goes that way is how it usually oh, works. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So if you're an expert in something, they'll they'll find a podcast. Uh, I mean, you pay them and they'll they'll reach out, contact them, and help help arrange the the um, actual. You know, time, not time, but just the connection with the show to do an interview. They'll yeah. pitch you, it's essentially. So let me do a count here. How many lines there is? One, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So it looks like 44, 47, 48, 49 exhibitors. So that count may be down a little bit from last year. I don't I think know. think so? It might be. Well, they ran out of room last year. They had to add, like, um, you know, people on the ends. People that thought they were on the ends were no longer on the ends. But, um, yeah, so it's interesting that uh, Blue Microphones is going to be there. Of course, everyone is big on their, you know, they like their SETI or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, another mic that I wish would go away. But uh, <laughs> so anyway, that's kind of the lineup for for podcast movement. So I hope all of you that have listened to the show are, are going, and uh, it's it's going to be a great event. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We're kind of at, at an inflection point that uh, you know it's going to set the stage for what happens in 2018. I'm not sure. You know, it's still a little bit up in the air what's going to happen in a lot of a lot of things in this industry right now. I, I thought I had a clear handle on it last year. Um, you know, Sp- Spotify and Google and, um, you know, and s- some of these other bigger platforms coming in and getting involved in the medium. But um, some of that stuff's kind of sputtered and not really had much of an impact. Well, it's had though no, I have, no impact. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that I've, though I've, um, I've recently heard that Spotify has, um, 
had a renewed interest in podcasting again. <laughs> okay, so they're going to add another 10 shows? Something like that. <laughs> you know, come on. You know, the, the renewed interest, what, whatever. It's just, you know, it, 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 it cracks me up because... <sighs> okay. They're gonna. They have a renewed interest. <laughs> well, there's such a non. Well, they there's, there's such a non-player in the podcasting space. Yeah. But everyone. So the, oh, go go ahead. Everyone's just like, you need to get on Spotify, and I'm like, yeah, one in a hundred gets in Spotify. You know. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. You know, good luck. You know. So. So what's the the latest that you're hearing about SoundCloud? Anything anything new? Well, the news said they were going to get some money, hundred million dollars or something like that. Someone was some venture, or some some you know some sort of uh, firm was coming in and giving them cash. That's the the rumor. Um, so who knows, you know? But uh, you know, I just it's it's a funny model to be able to have to keep asking for money and you're. I, I don't know who these fools are. They're taking this cash like this, and it's just, you know, I read a couple articles this past week, and it's like, it sounded like the founder had checked out for like 18 months or something. He was out doing the world and, you know, hobnobbing with the rich and famous and mm. really not paying attention to the shop. At least that's what the one article I read that was up in the, actually in the Podcast Movement Facebook uh, page, and then... Then there was another article that talked about them potentially getting cash. You know, I'm sure they're desperately trying to to get money and and keep going. But uh, you know, I I don't know when you cut a cut that many positions. I guess you know, let's do the math on that. How much money does that save you? You figure the average salary over there was about a hundred grand. So you take a mm-hmm. hundred thousand times one forty four. You know that's fourteen million dollars off the top. Uh, that still doesn't get them there. They were, you know, they lost fifty six million dollars the year before. So, um, you know, fourteen million is just a small chunk. I, who knows? It's 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 a uh, it's anybody's guess. I thought yeah. they were going to die multiple times, and they've come back from the dead. So, mm-hmm. nothing will surprise me. Yeah, there's. They seem to figure out a way, don't they? Yeah. Keep it, keep it going. We've been, you know, we've been busy migrating a lot of folks off, but it's not like a deluge. It's not like there's a thousand people that are moving. You know, we've moved a couple hundred probably, and that's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a drop in the bucket. That's really not that much. Yeah. You know, so who but knows? It has raised some some doubt in a lot of the bigger bigger podcasters, and I think that a lot of those folks have had their doubts about SoundCloud for a very long time too. So I think for some of them anyway, the ones that I've heard from, um, this was like the, the last straw for them. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I told this on the last show, but, um, we had a, a big network reach out and we gave them heavy, 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 heavy discounting. And their bill was still going to be $8,000 a month was their hosting bill. That's a huge, that's a huge amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they were, they got sticker shock and they went shopping around, of course. And the cheapest CDN they found based on their volume told them it would be 32K a month. 
so they are in absolute meltdown panic um, trying to figure so, out. So were they getting free bandwidth out of SoundCloud? Yeah, their, their entire bandwidth bill for the year was, you know, it, I think the you know, total cost was about one month of service with us, you know, for their entire year. You know, and uh, and when we, you know, you're yeah, it's eight thousand dollars a month, <laughs> not a year. And you know, the the you know, I kind of the actually the response I got wasn't very polite <laughs> to that. You know, it, was, it wasn't totally unpolite, but it was like, you know, there was some expletives in that response email. And, uh, you know, like, like, holy blank. Well, you know, yeah. And I'm like, well, I, you know, go ahead, shop around. And I, you know, I've done the best I can do, (laughs) you know, and, uh, they did, they called around and they, they, they still don't know what they're going to do. They're in a, they're in, they're in a quagmire because they're going from, you know, they're adding a hundred thousand dollars worth of expense a year for bandwidth. So... And you wonder why the topic of you know, trying to get a strong advertising program going around your network is a hot topic. Right. It's going to become more important. Yeah. Um, as these larger networks of shows that have been kind of able to float by for many years on free hosting. Keyword is float by, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know a couple other ones that are going through the same thing right now. Mm-hmm. At varying levels of, you know, sticker shock. So. Uh, I mean, some of them were just getting completely free everything. Right. Now they're even having to pay just the basic rates um, for having a podcast on one of our platforms. Uh, And that has some sticker shock. And that's not even looking at the the really big shows that are looking to having to pay for huge bandwidth bills, too. You know, I mean, when you're moving, uh, you know, a, a, a big number of terabytes a month, and actually, I was pretty impressed. I was like, damn, you guys are moving some traffic, you know? And uh, it's a... Uh, yeah. I mean, my immediate question for them is, what are you encoding your shows in? <laughs> well, is that's, it, yeah, that's something I'll get to. 128K, you know, 96K. Yeah. Because uh, that can have a big impact on well, that number. Yeah, you split the bill in half. If you're, if you're at 128 you move, and move back down to 64, you immediately... You know, cut your bill in half. Cut your bill yep. in half, yeah. Yep. So it, uh, you know, and we just basically said, okay, give me this, 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 and this, and I have a spreadsheet. And I plugged it in, and I sent it back to him. I says, does this look right? And they said, yep. And I'm like, I was like, double check this, please. <laughs> Make sure my numbers are right, because <laughs> I'm about yeah. ready to, I'm about ready to sh- shock and awe. And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it. Uh, yeah, it, it's it is what it is, and you know. So okay, so if these if, now let's think about this for a second, Rob. Um, just on retail because I I said I heavily, 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 heavily discounted. So if you think about true cost of what they're what it's costing them to be on that platform, um, that platform's probably. It's probably cost them sixty-five, seventy thousand dollars a year, even with the volume that they do, to host that show. 
And if they're only yeah. paying $8,000 a month, where's the financial sense on that? It doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, is, is a buy, buyer that comes in that is getting $100 million in uh, investment that is wants to see a profitability immediately, what are they going to do? What are they, where are they going to come in and what are they going to slash? I don't, you know, the, the big network guys are probably the ones in the biggest trouble. If they get funding, there's probably going to be a new reckoning with that. It's the, the small shows might be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, unless, you know, be frank, the small shows probably, will probably be all right. I, I shouldn't say that publicly, but you know, who knows? I, again, I don't know what they're going to, you have a, someone that comes in and is now a voting member. They're, they're going to be very, 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 very aggressive. Well, it is true that the economics of all this, I mean, are, could, could have a little bit of a dark consequence too on the podcasting space. Um, you know, as there's been some players out there that have been giving away bandwidth, um, for a while now. And if, if those folks are pulling back on that, um, then some realities are going to start showing up in the space. You have to um, this, be very successful to, if, if you have audio only and you're very successful in monetizing an entire amount of content, then, you know, giving away bandwidth is probably doable. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, let me think about that for a second. There's very few platforms that can really, really afford to do that. Yeah, though, to fill really. the inventory, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, and uh, I think that the biggest giver away of free bandwidth has, has been SoundCloud. Well, yeah, they, I know Spreaker hasn't, I mean, we've only done it a few times. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you're not doing it very often, yeah, if once, ever. Once in a while. Yeah. And we do, you know, we do some charity cases too. Like if someone's having challenges and financially, we'll, you know, we'll hook somebody up. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but it's not, uh, yeah, we didn't, we're not in the business of, I have to stay in business. Yeah. You know, that's. Well, you can't, can't service the, the, the thousands of podcasters if your, if your model is broken. No, so. I, and I don't have a, I don't have someone write me a check for a hundred million dollars. If I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd buy every podcasting company in the space. <laughs> <laughs> give Todd a check. Yeah, give me a hundred million dollars. I buy. I buy the whole stack. <laughs> <laughs> Roll them all up into one big uh, uh, Netflix of podcasting, yeah, right? Yeah, because since that's what the press <laughs> seems to think that we need. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that th- this could be the leading edge of a little bit of a shakeout that's coming man, to I this medium. I don't know. I mean, here's, you know, here's the deal. If, if, and again, I, I I have no idea what's going to happen over at SoundCloud. And, but if they, if they went down, that would be, oh, it would be devastating. It would be, it'd be an extinction event for a large number of shows. They would be done. They would, they, the, they would have a very, very hard time recovering. I think a lot of people would just throw in the towel. Um, mm-hmm. because their whole ecosystem is there. They don't have any control of anything. And if they went down, it would be done. It was, is that going to happen? I have no idea. 
you know that's that's the absolute worst case scenario yeah you know yeah um but if they you know who if we you know SoundCloud may live to sing another day i don't know we'll see yeah but i think the rest of the podcasting companies i haven't heard anybody else that's struggling per se i don't know todd i mean the economy and economics and advertising comes in cycles right it's been the history of it yeah we've been through a couple cycles in the podcasting space already yeah um we've seen this kind of uh enthusiasm and excitement around uh the economics of podcasting and being able to make money from your show it happened very early in this medium yeah and it uh, it fell back because of uh, a tough economy. Yeah, um, advertising wasn't being bought as much. Companies were buying less marketing. When the when the economy is bad, there's less mo- less people spending money, so there's less marketing budgets out there. Um, but, but, that but, could happen again, Todd. That could happen again. But here's we the weird thing: that when the economy crapped in 2008, there was pretty good spending going on for a couple of years, but the spending shifted. This is the thing that I keep telling people is the spending shifted from smaller shows to bigger shows mm-hmm. and it hasn't come back. The smaller shows haven't come mm-hmm. back yet. So yeah. you know, that's part of the, pro- the problem. Yeah. But if we do have an economic issue here in the next couple of years, um, it's not clear how it would impact this this medium. I mean, I think we really have to get our, our I hate to say, but our act together um, if we're going to be able to maintain growth through some sort of an economic collapse. I mean, it it could be that podcasting is is a an advertising medium that um, would be able to still do well through an economic decline, uh, just because it's much more efficient, much more targeted. Um, uh, much more effective. But Rob, there's uh, been steady other types of medium. But yeah. there's been steady growth of the podcasting space even when the economy was in the crap. That's right. So exactly. The, and that's 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 what I'm hoping what w- would happen. Right. Uh is that you know we get our our you know I hate to say it, but it could, could kind of get our metric standards kind of where we're all on the same page. Um we have a a, a really great way to to trace and track kind of the um, the playing of these sponsor messages. Just yep. you know, what's kind of coming together right now is is somewhat pretty good for the medium yep. as you look into the future. Yeah, um, I think we got a little bit further to go, um, but it seems like it's coming together, and and it may be just in time for you know an economic um, decline because it comes in cycles. These things. It's like every, I don't know, I don't know, Todd, it's like every 10 or 10 years or something like that, we go through a little bit of a recession and, and then we, you know, it takes a couple of years to come back. Yeah. I'm be honest yeah. with you. I think the future is, is really strong for the podcasting space. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, based on the new creators that are coming in, I'm, I'm not worried about that particular piece. Um, the monetization always is something in the back of my mind and, but the large majority of podcasters, the large majority of podcasters are not worried about advertising. No, that's right. Most of them actually Most aren't them, even involved in advertising. Right. Yeah, the majority, you know, yeah. you know, if they can get if they can get money for dinner money for the wife, that's you know, a lot of podcasters are happy with that. I, you know, everyone aspires to have the 
you know, the big, 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 big show, but we're not all going to have big shows. It just doesn't happen that way. Well, and as we've talked about here, having a big show comes with a big, uh, big bill potentially, Yeah, you know, and, and a lot of shows may not have the infrastructure or the, or the ability to sell the shows at the level that they need to be able to financially make it viable. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that, that's a challenge that I, I, I think that's before, a lot of the platforms too, like, like ours, Todd, I think we have a, a role to play in helping this medium kind of get through a, uh, a bumpy spot like that for many, many podcasters out there. And I think we're all working on it. You know? Yeah. And I know, you know that, yeah. you know, we're starting to work on, you know, I'm built, you know, basically I'm designing their, you know, what we're going to have for an injection system and, I'm mm-hmm. going to get that design turned over to the dev team soon. They're going to be ready to kind of start putting code to it. But, uh, um, you know, it's from a, from a company standpoint, I have a hard enough time. You know, we've got this, I got this shopping list that is, you know, like this, this long. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, even we've got this nice, great dev team. It's just like the shopping list never shrinks. It just stays huge. Well, you keep adding <clears throat> more to the bottom of the list as you right. finish stuff off the top of the list, yeah. because you know there's always new ideas and new new things that new opportunities that come up. Yep. Um, you know, it's the same thing at Spreaker too. We we see what's coming down the line. We try and get ourselves positioned to move that direction. But as you know, Todd, and as most people know that are in the technology side, building this stuff is sometimes can be fairly straightforward and simple, but a lot of times it's very complex and takes months and months of consistent effort. And not only that, it's the upkeep. <clears throat> Once you have it, you have to maintain it and, uh, and scale it and improve it and make it more efficient yep. and to keep your costs down. Yep. Cause if it's not written properly, it can incur massive amounts of cost and server resources mm-hmm. and bandwidth, unnecessary bandwidth usage yep. too. Yeah. So you've got, you know, you've got a lot of challenges hitting the podcasting space from a lot of different angles right now. I think as it grows, any, any medium or any kind of economic generator that grows creates growing pains. And, and I think what we're seeing now is, is some of the growing pains. Well, I think one thing that we're also seeing, and on my side, is Mike and I, Mike Dell is, of course, the guy that answers mm-hmm. the phone for the majority of folks are calling for support. Monday through Friday and then the mm-hmm. rest of the support team but we are seeing a huge growth international and we're seeing um, a lot more handholding needed with uh, podcasters because they just um, they're new people that yeah they are not te- they, and they're not technical in any way you know and so. that's what we need I mean let's be clear I think we need that right it's um, true but, but you're right. It's 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 a lot more handholding. A lot mm-hmm. more. I, I spend a lot more time talking about basic concepts in podcasting than I ever have, yeah. because there's a lot of new people that are saying, you know, this is the hot thing now. It's yeah. almost like we we become the the same thing that social media was back in like 2008 or 2009 um, was the big hot thing, and everybody wants to get on board. Everybody yeah. wants to do it now. Yep. Um. I'm just not sure what's next after uh, the hot thing of podcasting. What's <laughs> what's going to be the next thing? <laughs> well, we are the latest hottest thing, right? Yeah, we are. Yeah, I agree. With you. <laughs> Twelve years running. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're actually thirteen. 
So. Johnny come lately. That's what yeah. we are. Well, it's a, it's been a, a, an interesting ride so far, I, and and I'm I, you and I have tried to predict what's in the crystal ball down the road, and uh, sometimes we've gotten it right, sometimes we've gotten it wrong. And one thing that I definitely did not, one thing I thought would be further along at this point that isn't is the programmatic stuff. But uh, I think the challenges that <laughs> you know that have have laid in on that are specifically the challenges i thought were going to be the issue before it's about the cpm levels you know you talk and about in some ways yeah and in some ways i i think it's good that things haven't developed that fast yeah. you know you talk about the diversity in the uh in the podcasting space but we uh, we can't forget that you know 99 percent or 98 percent of the podcasting space the talent is also the owner of the radio station and uh you know yeah. They, they, uh, and I don't think a lot of people outside of maybe the, an inner circle of, you know, of a handful of providers, I, I, I don't think that a lot of new podcasting companies coming into existence fully kind of understand that. And, you know, I, someone sent me something the other day, should I take this ad deal? And I looked at it and I'm like, <laughs> uh, what's your audience size? And then we had a serious discussion about that and they were, you know, they were asking the same exact thing I'm saying now. Why should I take this for this? This is, seems ridiculously low. And mm-hmm. uh, I I told them I personally wouldn't take it. Um, and another thing I'm running into is I'm getting lots of requests for information about advertising, but vendors not wanting to say who the podcast advertiser is. I'm like, listen, <laughs> you know, you want to do an ad deal. And you want me to start doing planning? You got to tell me who it is. You know that'll be between you and I until we're ready to reveal it to the podcasters. But you know, I, I could this you could have a company that's a serial killer. You know, I, I'm you know, I'm being ex- exaggerating here, but um, if you're afraid to tell me who the advertiser is, we're probably not going to want them to begin with. There's there's definitely a risk there that you're taking. Yeah. Well, you know, I, how can I yeah. plan? They say, well, we're trying to reach this, this, and this, and this demographic. And I'm like, okay, um, who, who's, what's, what's the vendor? <laughs> oh, we'd rather not say it this time. Huh? Huh? Yeah. So, yeah. Just hold on tight. You know, just the weird stuff that's going on. So I'm kind of curious about the audience. What do you guys think's next? Um, we lost most of our chat people. We had a bunch in there earlier. Ryan was in, Scott was in, had, uh, Adrian was in. Well, Todd, Todd, you know, the longer the show goes, the, the, the more listener loss that we have. Yeah. Right. 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 Of course. (laughs) The fall off. Everyone's on YouTube though today. So uh, yeah, they're over there right now. It's, it's holding steady. So the YouTube guys must think it's cool. (laughs) Awesome. YouTube. We lost the Facebook people. (laughs) <laughs> it's getting and midday the, too. The Facebook folks have sh- shorter attention spans. Yeah. <laughs> well, Rob, I I don't know if we, this will make us a little shorter today. I don't know if you got anything else you wanted to cover or not. No, I think we've I, I think we've um, we've covered it pretty well. I think. All right. Well, we, I think we're going to have Kathy Doyle on next week. I'm hoping. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know if the podcast movement guys will have i don't know if they even have time to breathe in the next couple of weeks probably not let's see here so the next show will be on 
uh, let me look at the calendar. It would be August 5th. Oh, you know what? I am, I have a, an event I have to be at on Saturday, but, um, okay. I'm trying to think, I'm going to have to let you know if I can, if I can actually do the show on the 5th. So. Okay. All right. We'll, yeah. we'll plan accordingly. And then, uh, okay. what day do you go down to, to Anaheim? Do you go down Tuesday morning or do you leave Monday night or? I uh, leave on the 22nd, I believe. Yeah, I, get, I, I take the red eye out on the 21st and get in at 5 a.m. And uh, I'm, yeah, I'm having my team check in for me. And then I will go straight from the airport to my room and, and sleep. So I actually will have a room to go to when I get there in the morning. And then then I'll be ready to go 8.30, 9 o'clock. I'll be able to to mm-hmm. mosey around and start uh, start networking. But uh, interesting show this year and how that's going to wrap up because we get done like at noon on Friday or something, 1 o'clock or something. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of bizarre for me on how the, they've got it laid out. But I don't fly out until Saturday morning. How about you? Yeah, I'm flying out Saturday too. Yeah. All right. And uh, yep. I think I'm going to Uber down to Anaheim. What's your What's your plans? You rent a car or? I uh, hadn't had, hadn't planned on renting any car. No. Yeah, because it's it can be like forty minutes or so. So it's it's not necessarily a short uh, drive. So. Yeah, are you flying into Orange County? No, I'm flying in LAX. So oh, I'm going into Orange County. So yeah. I'm a lot closer. Yeah, I don't really have much choice. So, yeah, yeah, that's easier. But uh, yeah. anyway, so I'm looking forward to hanging out with the podcasters in Anaheim at Podcast Move. It should be a great event. Mm-hmm. And uh, t- they still have some tickets left. The hotel's getting really full, though. So um, if you're going to make that move, you need to do it immediately. Uh, yeah. But this is an event that uh, I think could be well worth money spent. And um, it's kind of like a big family reunion for most of us. It's kind of like the, it's almost like the radio group, Rob. We all get together and know each other. Except now, I, the, the space has grown so fast. I don't, you know, I, I don't know who half the people are either. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely growing really fast. And it's hard to keep up with uh, all, all the new people and the new companies that have jumped into it. Yeah. yeah. And someone says, oh, do you know someone's show? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and, and the truth of the matter is they probably don't know about us either. Right, so. right, right. Yeah. So yeah. what do you, what do you guys do again? Who are you? <laughs> yeah. It always gives me a warm and fuzzy. Yes, um, it does. So I get a well, big. We can't be. I mean, we can't be kind of you know too too caught up in that because they are new. And, yeah, yeah. And if they haven't come across us before, yeah. you know, yeah. it's it's you know, yeah. I, I I can understand. Well, me too. Yeah. Well, one yeah. thing is big big week for me. On Tuesday, we have our uh, we've narrowed our our search down to two marketing firms and we're having them come into our office in Columbus and pitch the team. And, and then now we'll, we're going to make a decision Tuesday night by Wednesday. I should have a marketing firm hired. So it's uh, a kind wow. of exciting time for us. So sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be interesting. They're tell us everything we're doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they'll tell you everything that you should do. Right. Uh, new, right, right. Not focus on the wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And help us uh, reshuffle and do all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. I feel like we're moving up in the world now. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, it is. Exciting, you know, 
and also I'm looking at that bill. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's not so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but we thank the podcasters that that uh, hosted with us for allowing us to make that possible. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Too many zeros on that check, Todd. <sighs> that's the hardest thing. That's just like. I've got to sign that contract. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. You know, it's like, wow. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's it. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us here at the new media show. You can reach me, Todd, at Blueberry.com or uh, on Twitter at Geek News. Rob, how about you? Rob at uh, RobGreenlee.com or Rob at Spreaker.com. It's with an R. And uh, I've got a website, RobGreenlee.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Rob Greenley. I'm, I'm consistently who I am. Well, we will be back with you either Saturday or Sunday. We don't know quite know yet, but uh, anyway, it uh, yep. gives each group an opportunity to hang out with us. But if you were with live with us, thanks today. Feel free to send us a comment on the show, and it's yep. been our pleasure. And Rob, I hope you get to feeling better. Uh, good luck next week with uh, with your follow ups and stuff. So, oh yeah, well thanks, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah it's coming together. It's all right. So everyone else, thanks for being here. We'll see you next time on the new media show. Take care. Bye-bye.